You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 119th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim burning up in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt cooling down in Minneapolis. <laughs> and this is Spencer Howe in hot, hot, hot Boston. Tim, man, I gotta say, mountain bike scene, man, it's been on fire lately. Dude, it is Dude. literally blowing up, spontaneously combusting. There is so much to discuss, and most of all, not only do we have the Leadville race all over the internet, right? Wow. Well, and we then got, we got Peter Sagan. He's going to the Olympics. He's been on he's fire just, lately. He's basically a fire starter. Yeah. You've got little guy Matt Allen, who's just yep. tearing it up, smoking every everybody here and there, just burning rubber. Yeah. Uh huh. I was burning a lot of rubber. He's burning God. a lot of garbage, I heard. Yeah, just a ton of garbage. It's like a dumpster fire in the mountain bike world. <laughs> the mountain bike world is a trash fire. It's true. Uh, you guys are using... Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> well, you know, look, it's all right. Because, you know, a lot of people would think that Mark Cavendish caused the crash in the Omnium today. But really, it was to take attention away from Peter Sagan, who's about to... Um, Light it up. Light it up out at the uh, mountain bike course. <laughs> what are you guys alluding to? Did he set a dumpster on fire or something? He set a trash pile on fire in Brazil that is burning, currently burning, the uh, Olympic mountain bike course. <laughs> Through the entire venue is now on fire. The what? As someone said in, on Twitter, the exact metaphor of these Rio Olympics is now happening in real life. With the mountain bike course on fire. What? When? What? I liked uh, uh, U.S. pro Tom Sampson. Uh, His hot take was that the A-lines were going to be extra hard. (laughs) (laughs) What? Wait, why? What? It's on fire. It's on fire. Why is it on fire? Why? Because Peter Sagan lit it on fire with his sweet skids. Mountain bikes are hot right now, little guy. No, didn't. You guys, I watched a preview of that course a week ago, and it was it was it was hot stuff, but Probably. it wasn't on fire. <laughs> well, oh, it little is guy, now. you're going to have to watch the new preview because it's going to be even more amazing. It's going to be a lot hotter. <laughs> is it what? You guys are fucking with me. I know. No, this is true. Start, these are, these are the guy. These are nothing about this on the internet because these are it the just started hot happening. Takes like that, you get like, on the Slow Ride podcast, and you know what, guys. Uh, I I need to brush us aside here for a second because we do have some business to take care of right off the bat. Um, these are the kind of hot takes you get on the Slow Ride podcast, and it is donor drive week here at the Wide Angle Podium Network where we are uh, all a part of this little family. So, um, you know, maybe uh, maybe Tim, do you want to tell us? Uh, so, I some, first some off, Spencer, it is the. Wide Angle Podium Donor Drive, and I would be willing to bet that we can find someone to help name this to get us a little bit more excitement in the Donor Drive. It but is the, pretty the, sad that I haven't is, come up with a name here, for it. Here's what we need. It's like NPR. As you know, we're going to do this once a year um, in the month of August. We need some new donations to help pay for server fees, better microphones, um, the, the hot to, takes to keep, you've come to love. To keep this whole thing afloat, really. Yeah, like, it, it, yeah. it is actually financed, financed uh, um, through 401ks, and now that I'm, uh, you know. <laughs> so anyways, know <laughs> that we are looking for new donations. Here, here's the basics of it. Wide Angle Podium is a member-supported network. It's your one-stop shop for cycling, news, and culture, and gossip. You have Kids Don't Follow, which is a music podcast. We have Crosshairs yep. Radio, which has some of the best interviews on the planet. And we have the Myers. We we just added the Consummate Athlete, which takes it. Yes. you know, takes your athletics. Has a lot of bike stuff in it, but also branches out into running, golfing, all kinds of other sports and things that people 
like you might be interested in. Like, this is the kind of stuff that Wide Angle Podium is trying to bring you, trying to make you a little more well-rounded. Is that because we, we're, we're banking on the fact that, like, kind of a fat bike golf crossover thing is the next thing, right? Well, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, the, I mean, essentially. There, yeah. There's a lot of opportunities. See I see it. There's so, a lot of opportunities. Sand pits. And we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking about a lot of the different <laughs> levels throughout. We do have a whole episode for you mm-hmm. where we'll talk more about the mountain bike course on fire. But here, here's the basics: you donate, yep. you get bonus content, you get great freebies um, such as uh, shirts. I know bottles. I think we have some new packages that are going out to new donors this mm-hmm. time around. Make it a gift. Um, I'd like to thank uh, friends that have come up to me to say, like, hey, we support the show. We really enjoy it. We do like all of the um, broadcasts on there. You know, you yeah. can also choose what show you want to donate your money to, which is great. So if there's one show and you're like, man, I really hate the Slow Ride podcast, but that Working Man's Honest Bicycle program sounds great. I want to help them, uh, you know, continue to improve their sound quality across the board. That's something that you can do. And you can do it by going to WideAnglePodium.com. Yep. And we'll talk more uh, in a little and bit so, about the different donor levels. But five bucks yeah. gets you at least 50 watts. Happiness watts. Happiness watts. It's true. Watts via, I don't know. Well, I think the biggest thing, honestly, and I am a member, so I can say this truthfully from the heart. I get to listen to all these shows like Crosshairs, which I've been listening to forever, like since it started. And in the Myerson line since it started. Like, I get to listen guilt-free, which sounds dumb but it really does feel different i know tim i know you feel the same way because you get to listen guilt-free it's great i mean it's just one of these classic things and you know two of us are uh are guilt-free and you know that's what makes our podcast great uh, so so part of part of our network uh mission is not only to uh sign up new members for this this drive but also you know personal goal to get little guy to sign up We'll that's our happens. that's our goal. So uh, well, you know, you guys, you're gonna have to convince me. Mm-hmm. We'll work on it. We've got to. Well, we're we've, gonna work we'll, on we'll it. We'll tell you a lot more about the the benefits All right. here coming up. I'm gonna need to hear more. I'm gonna need to hear a little bit more. All right, uh, we, I'm interested. And we got more. You and piqued my interest. We'd like to thank everybody that's already donated. We'll get right back. Uh, let's get back to the show, and we'll come back and talk a little bit more because, guys, the Olympics is here. And Spencer, you said it the best today on Twitter was that. Every four years, we're reminded about how awesome track racing is with the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it's and we've got an Olympic program of track racing that's so reduced from what it could possibly be because we only have the omnium to show people the the grasp of the events, the such omnium as the points is race, fantastic. Such, as, such as the scratch race, such as the Madison. You know what? I, I really like the omnium format, and I like that you force everybody not to be a t- like we don't need to have olympic medals for all these different events we do and i actually think more events like swimming and like every like gymnastics should do more of this like omnium style thing like uh, like, i think having both is good like you can both and you can have the omnium right yeah so so the omnium here let's talk about the cool parts of the omnium right and where that can go number one the no, Omnium, good. you can be a sprinter, you can be a long-distance rider. It does reward mediocrity. It's pretty awesome. Um, and, and I was I like always that. strong in the Omnium at our state championships. Yeah. The reason I like it, yeah, the reason I like it is that... for us than specializing. Yeah. Not no, only do you... It shows the missing out, right? The missing out is awesome. Yeah. So the best part about the missing out was that they get these little um, electronic monding contraptions that go on their stems mm-hmm. that have a... Um, so every other lap, and look, I don't know if you saw this, it looks like a garage door opener, but if you get, um, if you're the last one behind the line, this mm-hmm. little box on your stem starts blinking red. So you really? know that you're the guy. So you can't pull the old, oh, I didn't hear my number, uh-huh. you know? And so <laughs> it starts blinking them. red and it tells you to get out. Otherwise it will stay green. So A, that's pretty cool. Mark Cavendish was a rookie at this. Looked like a total disaster. Went down below the blue onto the blue apron to um, pass underneath to avoid being um, uh, taken out in the elimination. Yeah. Total rookie move. He could have gotten out of the pack and gone high. Now, see, now, now you're getting that, into the weeds the here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off. You're getting into the weeds, and this is what I was meaning, like, referring to when I, when I talk about track racing every four years. We, like, it's so awesome, and, and watching the racing is so great. 
But I was watching it with uh, with my girlfriend and, well, my fiance. And, um, <laughs> uh, you're going to have to edit that one in post. I know, it's still new. <laughs> but I found myself having to explain all these weird little rules and like, oh, well, you can't pass underneath because, you know, this is the sprinter's lane and this is what the red line means and this is what the black line means. And like for every event. For for yeah. pursuits for everything and yeah, and you're a total expert I, on what those mean because your track pedigree shows that well right and th- that's the problem is like I've raced the track and I'm blessed to have done that but most people haven't and I feel like we just the Olympics show up and everybody's like yeah this is cool but what the hell is happening but you know what it's I mean kind of like that with all Olympic sports though yeah you know? a little bit I guess but the, most of them are so, more clear, I guess. So I hear you yeah, saying about I, the I know weeds. what you're saying. They, a lot of them are more clear than the track where there's just colors and to I, designate things. What I, yeah, like spoken. it happens. So the Olympics are every four years. But what I've been recently informed by Twitter is that track racing happens all the time. Like it happens. Wait. Yeah, it happens consistently in between those four years as well. I've heard it happens every Thursday night. Well, when it's not raining. <laughs> so, <laughs> Spencer, so I yeah. I do want to get back to this greater track question because I think you're bringing up something in the weeds. But from the actual racing perspective, the the way the Omnium is set up is fantastic. I agree with you. My favorite part about how it's set up is how the points race at the end, the points that you win on the the sprints every 10 laps or the 20 points you get for taking a lap on the field, go into your overall point total – to determine yeah. the Omnium. So it's very easy to follow. So you can see at the start of the final race, Cavendish is down 186 to 200, let's say. And you're like, okay, he needs to get 14 more points than the, the guy that's in first place to take the gold. It's very yeah. easy to follow. Um, yeah. I loved watching the points race. Now, we can also talk about the women's Omnium little guy, Sarah Hammer from the United States. She did the best little guy Matt Allen impression in the elimination race today. Totally taking the devil takes the hindmost. After every lap coming out of the saddle to sprint, she ended up taking third in the elimination race. And at pretty much the perfect little guy's position. Yeah, perfect little guy position. (laughs) But I don't want to win. With eleven laps, with eleven eleven riders to go, she was the one that was having to do it every lap. It was fantastic. I couldn't help but think of you. Um, The points race. (laughs) What should be brought out is Mark Cavendish causing a major crash. Um, taking out eventual Omnium winner um, Viviani of Italy, Team Sky. But Cavendish not checking his shoulder, coming straight down on the rider from South Korea, who had to be backboarded off the velodrome. Cavendish, I do believe, knew he was there. I think it looked a little shady on what um, the replays are showing and when I saw it live. Really? Yes. Uh, I, I didn't see it live. I've only seen a very brief uh, video of it. It it didn't look great. <laughs> it doesn't look good. But I also don't think it was malicious. I think you're maybe stretching a little bit there. I, I don't think it was malicious that he was going, oh, I see the Italian down there. I'm going to take him out because he's beating me in the race. Right. But I do think that Cavendish was like, oh, I'm Mark Cavendish. I'm going to go wherever the hell I want on this track. And I'm well, not going to shoulder check. See, he was above the stairs line, the blue line, higher up on the track. And diving down as an attack out of the corner, which is pretty standard procedure, right? Like that happens. Like if somebody's above the stairs line, yeah. and you're coming out of a corner, there's a real good chance they're going to dive down and attack. And I, I feel like Viviani did not react to that and ran right, like T-boned him basically. And Viviani the, the was well fish, behind him. The the Viviani was low on didn't the. Happen. No, Viviani was low on the track and was uh, he slid down on top of him. Uh, Cavendish slid the uh, Korean rider down on. Well, him. whatever the guy who got the guy who T-boned Cav um, didn't react to that move, which isn't to say the move wasn't bad, but I think it was savable. Like I, I think, I think you know, and, yeah, you can. You can <laughs> All right, now we're in the weeds again about how awesome no. track racing is. Well, anyway, have to watch this later. We're getting so, we're if, getting into details. In my experience, even locally. Anything above the Cat 3 race, nobody shoulder checks. Right. That's the thing. There's no shoulder checks in the 4.5s, and it's crazy. You get in the 3s, and everyone's faster, and they shoulder check, and there's kind of a, a level of respect. You get in the 1.2s, and it's total mayhem again, and it's 20 miles an hour faster than the 4.5s. So, 
track racing is awesome. A couple of other things I noticed. Um, the de- the Denmark kit, once again, looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. They had um, clear windows on the built into the back of the skin suit for the number to be slid into. I saw that. It's, it was amazing. It's, it's something we've seen with a couple of manufacturers at the Tour de France when they were doing like their specific time trial suits. But this was built in. It looked great. Um, fantastic. The leader after the first two events was the first one out in the missing out. So that was a, uh, he a horrible move. He screwed the pooch there. Yeah, oh, my God. Was, that was hilarious. I loved um, it. I loved every second of it. I think the other thing that we do need to give a shout-out to is while the American women did make it to the gold medal round, the left-hand drive train bike did not take home the gold medal as Great Britain continued their track dominance mm-hmm. this time around in Rio de Janeiro taking a convincing win over the American women in the um, team pursuit. Congrats to the American women, bringing us some pride out there, but this is definitely the Great Britain Olympics when it comes to cycling. We're we're over 15 minutes into this podcast, relatively mostly talking about the Olympics, and we have not touched on what may be the greatest feat we've seen in cycling in years. Maybe ever. Oh, yeah? Um, I, you know, you guys, I don't want all this attention i mean it's just a mountain bike race it was no big deal no no no. we're still talking about the track little guy oh okay you're not we're, talking about me are we talking about how great britain no. did the world a favor no we're not we're talking uh, about the dutch wall ride oh that's the right dutch? the kieran the women's kieran thank you spencer um we're not even going to touch on left-hand drivetrain we're going to talk about the women's kieran one of the second heat the Dutch rider um, being taken all the way up to the balustrade and riding the wall. And, and beyond, yes. And <laughs> almost, within Dang. a quarter inch of going into the railing. Quarter of an inch. It. Millimeters. Millimeters Jeez. of going into the crowd. Completely vertical, like, or horizontal, you know, like, at a right angle to the ground, riding it, at 35 miles an hour. And came back down on the track and saved it. If anyone wants to see it, we have it on our Twitter page. Um, I even okay. had to do a quick video of the computer to uh, to show the video. It was amazing. Yeah, no time for getting fancy. Just a just a cell phone video to laptop there. It was, oh, but it was it, worth it. Um, yeah, it was it was fantastic. Uh, check it out, little guy. Do you know what we're talking about? Um, I don't. I haven't watched any track racing. So I'm, oh, I'm it's been be it's been really really good. Uh, I like I said, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch a bunch of I'm, I'm, get, super I'm getting pumped. more excited, but I haven't. Yeah. I'm super pumped about track racing again, guys. I'm ready to go. I've still got my cat too on the track, so I'm, you know, I'm good to go start right at the top. And the problem is is that there's no track in New England, so, so my you new gotta mission go to, You got to go to New York City. No, Caseta. no. no. My my new mission is to build a track in Boston. I'm gonna I'm raising funds right now. I've put one dollar of my own money into this fund. I'm gonna see how far I get by next week. But first, everybody needs to give the wide angle podium uh, some money first. So we'll, we'll put yeah. that on hold. Maybe in three first weeks I'll first. ask you yeah. for track money. So table that. Yeah, um, I'll put it. We'll put it down to uh, yeah. We'll, we'll go with the Velodrome drive uh, now, fundraising. Will be at a later date. Yeah. So. Another thing that I'm thinking about just popped into my head here about the Olympics. It's maybe the biggest controversy. And the track racing has been going on. And Cav's been, like, screwing the pooch, like, left and right. And there's been all kinds of excitement and upsets and different things happening and crashes. Because that's what happens on the track, I guess. But maybe the biggest drama leading up to the Olympics was the selection of the U.S. women's team. And the outcome of the time trial really kind of uh it puts a big question mark on whether it was right or wrong or or whether that's still up for debate and i guess i'm kind of curious where you guys are at on that i'm gonna come down on the fact that there's no debate i'm pretty sure they nailed it yeah there there's no debate i think that the professionals came out on top i will say that my feeling on the matter was that i still think carmen small deserved an opportunity to race but I'm stoked for Kristen Armstrong at 43 years old to take her third straight gold medal to put on one hell of a show. She did good in the road race, so Kristen Armstrong deserves her spot. 
I do think that USA Cycling moving forward, I'm with Derek Bouchard Hall, maybe come up with some trials races so it kind of takes the decision-making out of the uh, the hands of a um, select few, so creates more transparency. Yeah. yeah, a little bit more transparency. But you know what? Congratulations to Kristen Armstrong for winning. It's great so to have an American gold medal in cycling. I do think it's an important thing to have. It's just kind of an embarrassment. It, it shows that we have an embarrassment of riches right now because I think Carmen Small would have done a great job too but we're in a position where you could have picked two different riders and you could have had pretty much the same result you know what i mean so yeah. i've got a i've got a question then off of this um if you look at great britain great britain obviously concentrates on track cycling right like at the olympics yeah, that is there because they know that where they're going to get their funding there are more medals on the track than anywhere else and then that's where they concentrate america you know with the women, we produced a amazing women's team that, you know, the breaks just didn't go our way, but, man, did they put in one hell of a show. I mean, a silver medal you know, is pretty good. Come on. Well, silver medal. In the, in the team pursuit. Yeah, team pursuit, fantastic. Again, but it's not every event that Britain is going to win. I mean, they're about to win the women's Omnium as well. I mean, I yeah. my point is, is that the... When are we? Wouldn't it be awesome if we had track racing and we were doing great at it in all disciplines? And that I think would bring a little bit more excitement overall to cycling as a sport than just Kristen Armstrong winning a gold medal where it disappears after a day. You got seven straight days of track racing. Like it'd be awesome yeah. if we had a Kieran competitor. We didn't. Our men's Omnium competitor Bobby Lee got lapped in the scratch race. I think he got last place overall in the Gosh, in the yeah. Omnium or pretty close. I mean, we have a. Uh, you know, besides that women's pursuit team, we didn't really have much else on the track. Competitive. Well, yeah. America's a big country, Tim, and there's only 12 <laughs> tracks or something like that. Um, well, we just don't spend the money on it. Like, we, I'm sure we don't spend anything new. I want to spend the money. I'm, I'm, I want to spend the money on it. Zealand spends. Okay. Well, you, you go to Congress, and you talk to them about appropriating <laughs> some money for the track program. And they'll say, what? what tell the track, them, be what? sure to tell them how popular it was in the 20s. Yeah, they'll be they'll jump right on the chance. They'll, yeah. they'll say, you know, I love pork barrel spending, and this, this, this is pork barrel spending. We love pork barrel spending. That's right. All right, guys. So once again, Wide Angle Podium Network, like, thank all of our supporters and um, other shows. We provide shows to you once a week, new content here at the Slow Ride Podcast. Crosshairs Radio is almost once a week. Kids don't follow uh, at least once a month. They seem to be increasing their output now that uh, Bill from Crosshairs Radio is done jet-setting around the world, getting the interviews that you demand. He's also going to be out covering <laughs> Jingle Cross. Um, uh -huh. Every World Cup in the U.S., he's got uh, um, Vegas, he's got Jingle Cross, I mean, it's going to be fantastic stuff continuing on the Wide Angle Podium Network. There's a variety of ways that you can donate. You go to WideAnglePodium.com. There are a variety of levels. There's the $5 a month hero level um, where you get the bonus members-only content. You have a $10 a month donation uh, sticker pack. We have a couple of people that just did a one-time donation, um, which was fantastic as well. So we'd like to thank all of those uh, people. Uh, my favorite, where I think the, well, the best the best deal is at that uh, fifteen dollars a month Rockstar level because you get the T-shirt. The T-shirt's pretty badass. It's going to be amazing. And I'm pretty sure if you donate, if you sign up uh, this yeah. month, Spencer, yeah, you get a water some, bottle, right? Some, there's some perks, yeah. So there's some drive extras that are going on that don't happen normally when you uh, when you donate to the Wide Angle Podium. Drive extra number one is that everybody at every recurring level from five dollars a month and up gets. A water bottle, an extra water bottle. If if, uh, if your level didn't have a water bottle, you get one. If your water bottle, or if your level did have a water bottle, you get two. So you're getting an extra water bottle at whatever level you come in at, which is pretty rad nice. because water bottles are not free and everybody needs one. Um, and they look great. And the other extra is that everybody that signs up during this member drive, everyone gets mailed to them to their house a postcard that is a narweasel's number plate from the mountain bike race here in new england with a number on it and we're going to do a raffle later on and we're going to draw a number out of a hat and if your number plate 
is the one that has that number that we pull out of the hat, you're going to win some great prizes. We'll probably do, you know, a wide angle podium worth of prizes. Uh, so you get a few chances. So, you know, your, uh, your donation gets you an entry into that raffle. You get an extra bottle. And you get to feel good so about supporting this Narweasel's number plate. Not just yeah. anybody gets these. Because I'm pretty certain, Spencer, Wide Angle Podium Network owns the entire lot of the Narweasel's number yes, plate. Yes, we do. Right? The, the network, it's the first big purchase <laughs> to let you know that we don't just frivolously spend your money, <laughs> was to purchase all of uh, Results Boys' extra numbers from the Narweasel's race 2016. And you so know, we've Nar... Got, we've got 200 of fortune. Them. We've got 200 numbers, and we'd like to send out every single one of them to donors yeah. in the next two weeks. That is our goal. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. And I, I got to admit, Results Boy was a guest on the podcast, so he's a uh, you know, fantastic friend. And he uh, he tried to drive a hard bargain for these Narweasel number number plates, but uh, mm-hmm. we got them. We secured them, and we did not spend frivolously. We, we, <laughs> we haggled, we lowballed. And we came out on our side of the magic number. So this is a, mm-hmm. this is a good thing that you can get. So, That's true. Again, and- the, uh, my, my favorite part of the, of the uh, um, donations that we've gotten is uh, when people have uh, reached out and, and said just like, hey, thanks for uh, putting on the show. And I, I'm still amazed because when we started this podcast, um, we were just stoked to get, you know, couple hundred listeners to to listen we're like oh hey guys we got like 250 downloads last last week we're like who wants to listen to this garbage and then we have a uh, a nice guy like uh bill over at kids don't follow saying we've now just hit our stride which is fantastic stuff but who knows where else we can take this it's it's taken us 119 tries to hit our stride yeah (laughs) which is you know hey you got everyone starts somewhere right yeah, um, I mean, if we if we milk this out to five six hundred episodes, I mean, then that's barely anything. That's it just true. depends how long we get it to keep going. Yeah, this isn't a sprint, you guys. This is a this is a marathon. So. Tortoise in the hair. It's a marathon yeah. race. This is a twenty four yeah. hour mountain bike race. This and is a twenty four some... hour mountain bike race, and we're gonna switch the chamois right now, <laughs> and we need your help. So you know, if you can make that happen, we would really appreciate it. That's, and over the, that's the metaphor you want. Yeah. We're currently we're currently twelve hours into a mountain bike race. We're hot and we're sweaty, and we really need to put on a new chamois. And oh man, it's really difficult because it's hard to get that spandex on when you're all sweaty already. Uh-huh. Help us out, you listeners. You know the humidity. You know oh, we just yeah the humidity. Anything helps. Oh, I forgot to bring the wet wipes. Oh God. So we had a um. So we had a fantastic question, little guy on Twitter, and I know that you're not logged into Twitter. Actually, there was one comment that someone said, hey, Spencer and little guy, you know, great job. I'm trying to think of the exact wording. I know little guy is not going to see this, so <laughs> tell, him, I, tell him good I, job, too. I actually looked at Twitter in the last week, but I didn't, I didn't post anything um, or say anything. I just sort of lurked on it for a second. We had a good question. Well, tell me, tell me what happened. What was the question? Uh, from Jonathan Crane. This is probably one of the better questions we've had. So, y'all think Bling Matthews regrets that nickname now that no one says Bling anymore? What new slang should he update to? Hold on. Nobody says Bling anymore. Oh shit. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I don't say Bling anymore. And you guys, we are the trendsetters of the cycling world. So, little guy, do you think he regrets that nickname now? I unfortunately don't think he does. I don't think he do. Uh, I don't I, think you perpetuate that nickname without with any sort of regret in the back. Yeah, of your I don't mind. think like, you're the kind of person that that really <laughs> spends time like evaluating where you are like, as a human being. I've, if you I've, if you did that, you're just sort of living in the moment. It's kind of a a second to second existence. I feel like if anything, he's gonna add an additional bling. You know. So he's yeah. gonna be bling bling, Matthews. <laughs> he's just waiting till his bank account <laughs> clicks one more zero, and then he's bling bling. Well, now you know, moving With teams. The new sign. Yeah, he's probably might have yeah. Done he's that. probably got a. He might be a bling bling from now on. Yeah. Oh, Matt Matthew Matthews stuff. just didn't have the uh, uh, the click, so he's got to go with bling. Because yeah. Michael Math, yeah, it's just Eminem. You know, he, he can't do it. Like bling's just yeah. got to work. You know? Well, yeah, Eminem was taken. Major so. Matthews, like I mean, this just. Major There's only so much you can do. Yeah, I mean, you that's, know? that's his, that's his sitcom that he's on, going to star in in Australia after his career ends, Major Matthews, where he plays a retired army vet. 
No, that that's Major like Dad. I, I know that's Major Dad. Oh, okay. In Australia, they'll reboot it as Major Matthews. <laughs> Reboots oh. are pretty popular. They are pretty popular. Um, you know, guys, we, we went through 20 minutes of Olympic coverage, and we didn't even mention Dan from NAMM's amazing time trial. Yeah. Um, and his well, domination I mean, of the uh, of the of SEO the sphere, the social yeah. media. He made it. He made it on the hot seat. He has a picture so, of himself on the hot seat in second place. What a guy, huh? To to the people of the world who are just tuning in for the first time, who who heard of Dan from Nam, who saw his inspiring story in Rio, who who figured out where his fame came from. To you know, to really get some backstory from him, where he was brought out from the doldrums, from the darkness that was, you know, continental level racing. You're welcome from the Slow Ride Podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was not Dan from Nam. We gave him all of his tips on how to uh, embrace. Uh, really, I feel I mean, like we well, really was, brought him out say, of his shell. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you know, I. Man, his accent is just so sweet. You know, and. <laughs> In you know, he just <laughs> melted hearts when people heard his voice on our he, podcast, guys. He did. Dan Craven, Spencer. I really buried the lead here, and I think you did too. We should have just let off with Dan Craven completely dominating the internet. He had the UCI, UCI tweeting about him. He had the Olympic Twitter handle tweeting about him. He had major Indeed. newspapers about his whole. Um, uh, yeah. Vela News wrote that article about you know Vela News finally Vela, got in on Vela the story. News. I saw yeah. USA Today talking about it. I yeah. saw really? ABC talking. Everybody was talking about it. It was like insane. Showing up um, to the time trial without a skin suit, arrow helmet, that amazing beard, the awesome glasses, which thank you for doing bike. that. As a guy that wears glasses every now and then when he rides his bike, man, Dan, you did me a service because now it like looked somewhat cool. And then he did it all on his road bike. It was mm. amazing. And most, I think a lot of racers wouldn't have taken that plunge. Wouldn't have, like, they would be like, oh, I'd be embarrassed. He was not embarrassed. He put in one hell of an effort. He almost didn't get last place by, what, seven seconds? And, yeah, he was actually I pretty mean, close to not being dead last. He was and... second. He was, he had that sweet picture of him in the hot seat lounge, second place. Yep. I, it was a thing of beauty. He thought that maybe he was going to get passed by three or four people. Only one person passed him. I mean, it's good news, man. This is great stuff. I, it was a great effort. It was. It shows his character. He's a great dude. Uh, it's what the Olympics you know, you can, are about. You can go back and listen to our interview with him, episode one hundred and nine, and 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 listen to you know you you get the sense of who he is right away. And it's it's awesome to see him have such a good time. And basically, we're giving him a lot of kudos. But uh, kudos to his girlfriend for coming up with the whole uh, Twitter uh, plan that yes. they had for tweeting during the road race and everything uh, from his account because that was genius. Indeed. And, uh, and did you see the hashtag Dan Craven does the Olympics when people started um, photoshopping his face into random oh like like yeah. the, my favorite was the canoe guy like with just the ripped canoe guy with the huge arms and then there's Dan's face or as the lifeguard at the Rio yep. pool that's just like sitting by the side waiting to save Michael Phelps. Um, that was great. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good Dan from Nam memes. So it's not just the kissing the pig anymore. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Um, Guys, I, I don't know where to pivot from Dan from Nam to anything else because we do have the Vuelta to get to. Do we Well The Vuelta let's... starts soon. Does that even matter? It no. does matter. I'm excited. You guys aren't excited? I'm excited, but I don't know. You know like, I, I'm still on Olympic high. I'm still on Olympic high. I went the Olympic hang on. The... Wait, I am wait, over wait. I am overstimulated. There's yeah. too much bikes happening. I can't is... keep it all straight. I didn't even know the Vuelta was starting. But I it's just almost... know that. It's like the Vuelta should postpone a week um, and just oh, take one no. week out and be two weeks. And then all of a sudden, I would care because I would have like a nice week I think, to, to I wait. I think little guy has a legitimate point he wants to make. I, this is the point. This is why the Vuelta is awesome. I just saw a little bit earlier today. Valverde is going to ride. That means he's going to ride all three Grand Tours this year, which is badass enough. He's been top ten in two of them. I think he's going to be top 10 in three. And I don't know when the last time that He's happened. got Nairo going with him, too. Yeah, but screw Nairo. That dude sucks. Again, I think you're wrong because he was on the podium at the no, tour. I, I know. That's good and all. But I'm excited for three top 10s for, for Valverde because that's awesome, regardless of all the shady nas- nastiness in Valverde's yeah. past. I'm impressed if he can pull that off. 
Did you? Um, that, I mean, that start list now is just stacked. You got Contador, Froom, Valverde, Nairo. I mean, you, I'm sure you got some uh, small Spanish team GC guys that are going to get top ten and win the mountains jersey. Um, get popped, maybe, possibly, possibly. But I mean, I, little guy, I'm with you. But I just think that, like Spencer said, it the the calendar is so littered that the Olympics aren't even going to be over yet. And on Saturday, the the Vuelta starts. We're going to create a Vuelta podium um, or Velo Games league. Check our Twitter account. We'll have that up. Spencer will get started on that. We are going to have a a league for you. But, man, the Vuelta is right around the corner. It starts with the team time trial. So that means right away that, uh, you know, half the teams will be out of contention almost immediately. You know, um, it seems unfair that the Spanish Grand Tour would put a team time trial into the race. And, it does well, seem there weird. goes AG2R. I mean, like, yeah. But, okay, AG2R, bring in Jean-Christophe Perrault. Come yeah. on. JCP coming? Like, that was awesome. He crashed out of the wealth, uh, the Giro, and now he's back. I mean, they're... Oh, man. It's going to be a good race. I'm excited about it. Who's and the team leader for BMC, little guy? Uh, Sammy Sanchez? Nick, Nicholas Sammy, Roach? Sammy, or do you think it's TJ? Oh, no, Sammy Sanchez. You, you think it's Sanchez over TJ? Yeah, because TJ's TJ's TJ. Sammy Sanchez what about, is the real deal here. And Adapuma? Oh, my God. Yeah, this, not, this, team. this is a it's great not, start list all the way across. Yeah, it's not going to be Nicholas Roach, guys. I was kidding. He's still on yeah, Sky. He's still on Sky, despite for a while. despite the fact that he's going to VMC now momentarily. Maybe in bigger news, bigger team transfer news. Guys, what what is Tony Martin thinking? Oh man, I am as baffled by this as you are. I do not know, but I I'm, I feel like I am very I, baffled. I had I had read rumors though in the last month that he that he had kind of a falling out with Quick Step and that's why he he abandoned toward the end of the tour. Ah, interesting. I I I'd heard some rumblings and I don't remember where so I can't I can't cite my sources so I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, but but I'd heard that so and now I I definitely believe that now. So. But are you Katusha? Katusha. So Dan Craven. Our reporter money. in the Peloton, Dan Craven, our reporter in the um, Olympic professional Peloton, Peloton yeah. Olympic Peloton, says, "Hey, I wonder if Canyon's paying his salary, so that maybe well, Canyon is, is like, yeah. well, but Canyon is like pulling the strings here as a, um, you know, that's a big get to get away from Specialized. Arguably, yeah. I mean, that's a guaranteed stage win in every Grand Tour." Yeah, yeah. And well, it, not yeah, guaranteed on a German anymore. Uh, yeah. And you know what? Yeah. Let's be honest. Katusha German needs that bike. because they're not getting them in any other sort of way in the Grand Tours. Well, and they're losing Rodriguez. So, I mean, they've yeah. got some money, obviously, to play with. So, it's a good move for them. It's just confusing. As a Very exciting for um, no. for Katusha to well, have Tony Martin. Did you guys? Yeah, it's, so, it's, did you read it, the, the little blurb? Like, I read a little thing on Cycling Tips where Tony Martin said... Now that he's excited, and he also really likes the Katusha kit, and so he's excited to wear it. <laughs> Whoa. Now, this is the Whoa. new Katusha kit that we've seen this year. Obviously, it, it's a little cooler than the old Katusha no. kit. No, the, the old one. The Tetris one was cool. Now, see, the Tetris one. So on Thursday of last week, I was on the Greenway, and a guy rode past me going the opposite way wearing the old Tetris kit. And I was like, what the hell? With what the, the hell? onion domes and everything? Yeah. Like who the hell wears a Katusha kit, right? Who buys just, who buys yeah. a Katusha kit? Yeah. Who buys a Katusha? And it wasn't even like the People Posado Italian Champion version. Wait, okay. Oh, that one I understand. This was, so, yeah. Wait, this was in um, this was in Minnesota on the Greenway. On the Greenway last Thursday. When right? did World Cycling Productions go out of business? Because maybe there was like a uh, oh yeah, it was probably a, a sale. It was probably a closeout close sale of Katusha product, maybe. Well, here's the craziest thing. I I, I spent the rest of Thursday mulling this over in my mind not understanding who this person was or what their motivations could have been the next day i I pull up in the little bike parking corral behind one-on-one and uh i'm putting my bike on the rack and this guy comes walking out the back door in a kit what does he got on he's got a katusha jersey on it's the same guy he walks over he's riding a weird older uh aluminum just chrome aluminum bike no stickers shimano 600 I'm like this guy's obviously a weirdo. I like uh-huh. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm and I was like, so uh, what kind of bike is that? And he and he's like, oh, it's an American. 
you guys know American oh, Spencer. I wow. know you know American Spencer. I know what American yeah. is. St. Cloud area. It sure was a do. road bike, which I've never seen an wow. American road bike before. Um, and we talked for a moment, but I didn't ask him about the kid. I got a little nervous. I couldn't be like, so what the hell's with the kid? And the Katusha, what the hell? So but, the bike's so cool. What the fuck? How did you yeah, fuck up your kid so bad? What would you do with the jersey? <laughs> but obviously this guy's got a singular style. He uh-huh. mentioned that he not only did he have that American road bike, but he had a couple of the mountain bikes. Now, it wasn't the moose poop guy. I know we've established that the moose poop guy has some American as well as some Kleins. Um, this yeah. was a different guy uh, who's sort of an inspiration to me. I'd say I sort see. of like a go to so, like, so, the future. Anyway, so it was cool. If you were to get I met him. a weird oddball kit from approximately 10 years ago to ride around on. Ten years what? ago, well, years you know, ago? that's two thousand six. It's, it's a it's a window. It's a window. It's a Milram. Window. <laughs> oh, Milram's good. I see. I was gonna say Gerolsteiner. Gerolsteiner's good too. Right. Yeah. Gerolsteiner would, like would be the, my pick. I mean, we've both we've all talked about the question mark kits would be pretty sweet from uh, oh, Unibet. Oh, that that limited like four week run of the Unibet question mark kit. That was yeah, the question mark kit. Because I would feel like I would feel like when people saw me, they'd think I was the Riddler. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, it's hard. So, it's hard to go back ten years because I feel like the eighties and the nineties were so good, and then yeah. right now there's so much good kit. Like you can just buy just generally. You can go to. There's just so many companies making good kits right now, and I feel like the mid two thousands was pretty weak. Oh, see, I, I just little looked little guy. Two thousand three was the end of the Kelme kit so that's more than mm, 10 years like i was a good one i was thinking like count but that's 2003 because then it went to it that community exactly 10 to. years i'm just saying but here's here's the thing are we talking good villain kits because Kelmy's a good villain kit yeah so yeah. here this is this actually gets to my question little guy yeah. do you think this guy is wearing this katusha kit like ironically because he likes that <laughs> kit or because he know. doesn't know any better I mean, I think it's actually because he only had one or two other jerseys, and he did probably go to the closeout of World Cycling Productions with yeah. like $7, and he was like, oh, sweet, $7? Yeah, I'll buy that. That's nice okay. quality. So here's, here's another question, actually, on kits for you guys. Uh, maybe, Tim, you can definitely weigh in on this. Can you hate wear a kit? Yes. Would you buy a kit that is so bad that you actually like you hate it viscerally? But you want to wear it just to be like, I hate this kit. Well, I think Other I think we're the about pink kit you already own. Well, the pink <laughs> kit. I I think it can be done, Spencer. It it depends on why you hate the kit. Do you hate the kit because yeah. it's so gaudy and just ugly, or do you hate it for what it represents? So, for example, um, if all of a sudden Tim started showing up on rides in the nineteen ninety nine two thousand one full postal kit. Um, that would that be would the be ultimate. Hate wear. Yeah. That would be an ultimate hate wear because it's a decent looking kit, but you're like, I don't know. If I it's showed up so... in the 2005 Liquid Gas Bianchi kit that Danilo DeLuca wore to the Pro That's Tour, a love sort of thing, the, huh? that would be a love hate thing because that is an <laughs> ugly kit. That is a nasty green. But as Danilo DeLuca wore that thing to the yeah. victory of the Tour yeah. of the Basque He's Country, I mean, guy. yeah. Um, Another kid I'd like to throw out that uh, ten years old uh, that wouldn't be a um, a hate kid. It would be to others, but I think is a classy kit that I think someone could still pull off. Would okay. be the um, Sunyar Duval kit. Yeah, the, that oh, all yeah. yellow of the Cobra. Yeah. Oh, it's just terrible. a thing of beauty God, that Kobo won um, several yeah. races in. Um, I think believe, that could be well done. Can you I could, how long you know, ago the Cobra was around? He just yeah. feels like yesterday we were watching that little piece of crap. <laughs> mark, mark, leave his mark all across Europe. And yeah, now, it's true. It's, I mean, God, he's, what is he doing now? Where do you think he's think, schlocking fries knows? these days? I think I think I would hate, hate wear a uh, Phonak kit. They're terrible. <laughs> but there's like some like, kind of like a, yeah, I know what's up kit. There's, you know so, there's so much, so many reasons to hate. So many dopers. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, hey, I, a little guy. Yeah. It's somewhat of a segue, but real quick with the Volta start list. Yeah. Did you see who's actually racing for Team Sky? 
it's like all of a sudden they've rediscovered that they have too many GC contenders. Well, I mean, I know Froome's going. I'm assuming Froome's there. That, uh, Landa's that, uh, there. Landa, and I assume that uh, what's his name who who buried his career there is going there from the guy from Bora. What was that dude? No, Koenig. the guy from Koenig, yeah. Ne- Got yeah. seventh Ned place Ned at Pindura. the tour, tour, and now he's showing up at the Volta. His first GC race of the year. His first Koenig, Jesus. he screwed up so bad by going to that team. It's he's only been there years. for, what, two years? Yeah, he's got to get the <laughs> hell out of there before he doesn't have legs anymore. Uh, so, as, uh, as we mentioned earlier, go to the, uh, uh, the Slow Ride Pod on Twitter and check for the Velo Games Vuelta um, League. Yep. Also, tweet at us. Let us know who... Um, what kit is the ultimate hateware kit that uh, you've got? And we love getting all types of um, tweets. I'm Anthony Clark, just hanging out, sliding into the Slow Ride Podcast. Oh, it's, is there a What's cow that? in the row? Oh, it's a free. It's a free lap. Oh my god! That was just a cow sort of creeping close, but then it went on full full ring, and I realized he got across the cattle guards. Yeah. Ugh, how did they do it? Walked guys, it's sideways. a free lap. What do we this, got this week, guys? This week we are sprinting for some great uh, outdoor adventure gear from Ixnay. Ixnay.com. They make. I'll sp- I'll sprint for that. Pretty rad jerseys, cycling caps, and uh, those kind of neck gaiter deals that uh, you can pull up over your face when it's cold out. Sarah, my better half. Happy anniversary, baby. She got herself a cat. (laughs) No, that's tomorrow. She got herself a cat buff. Um, Oh, nice. One of those limited edition rainbow cat buffs. Fantastic. The jerseys. I told you guys this a while back. Those Ixnay jerseys that you can get um, with the cats look great. And yep. I was at a uh, ride in uh, the Doc Hollywood earlier this year, and Homeboy showed up wearing a uh, Ixnay kit. I've never met the guy before. I was like, ah, nice. I know Ixnay. And they're like, oh, yeah. really? I'm like, yeah, they sponsor the podcast. <laughs> and they were like, really? What podcast? I was like, never mind. Yeah. Um, can, can I tell you so guys something awesome. great about the hats? Which is, I got a big head. And every cycling cap in the world gives me a headache. And the Ixnay cap, I can wear it. Nice. I can actually wear it. And I don't get a headache. And I look good while I'm doing it. But I don't get great. a headache at the same time. It's a, sup- it's a super good combo. Because usually I've got to compromise and get a terrible headache. Nice. So the... Uh, Otis says hi. The main, the main print that Ixnay has going on is the cat camouflage uh, made out of many cat faces. It's pretty awesome. So you can get the jersey, get the cap, look like a professional cat herder. Cat. Um... And, you know, because it's camouflage cat print, you're also uh, added benefit is you're invisible to cats. Yeah. You could sneak you right up on You just jump into them. a pile of cats and you're, you're safe. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And if you're allergic with cats, even better. Because yeah. they're not going to be able to find, find you to allergize yeah. you. You know. <laughs> Good job. Now, now, the best part is Ixnay is going to be, and if uh, another way that people can support the podcast and the Wide Angle Podium Network is they could do like Ixnay does. And several of our other um, sponsors that we've had, like Michelin Bicycle Tires, um, JBV Coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, Grand Fondo, New York. Grand Fondo, New York, uh, a great supporter of ours, is that they can um, advertise across spectrum, right? Across multiple um, podcasts. Um, in the early days, we had Buckler and Brocation. We've had lots of supporters on the uh, Wide Angle Podium Network. So there, there's more and more for you to do so you can... Donate at the different levels, get free bonus content, get that free water bottle, Narweasel's um, uh, number plate. You don't feel guilty like the little guy is right now. And most mm-hmm. of all, Feeling it. The, uh, the, um, you, you, you get the opportunity to uh, support the podcast. So I'd like to thank everybody for doing that. WideAnglePodium.com to uh, learn more. For fuck's sake, kid. This is Adam fucking Myerson, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Guys, what do you know about mountain bikes? Uh, I know they have 26-inch wheels. 
And you're, eh, you're already they wrong. They are generally so, black. Here's the thing, little guy. You sound like a man who knows about mountain bikes. Yep. Do you race your mountain bikes and uh, go to a local weeknight race every once in a while? Is that a thing you might do? Uh, it's something I, I used to, to promote. I went to two mm. of them this year, and I went to a mountain bike race this weekend. That's great. How many of those did Peter Sagan show up to? Uh, I got to say, I'm going to say probably zero, but I wasn't usually at the front of the race, so he could okay. have been up there. Well, it's possible if you were at the right weeknight race, just local bummy series race, that he might have actually been there if you were in uh, Utah, because he did that. He did another race. He did the Wyoming race, and then he went to Utah for a race? Yeah. He did like a Wednesday night race, and like nice. no, you know, kind of the no, no uh, taped up course, no finishing arch, you know, just the guy with the, the, with the cones, you know, and like the, that's the he knows what high up. school that's kids the at the registration table. Yeah, that, that's. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine him showing up at your registration table? That seems almost grassroots enough, little guy and Spencer that. Peter Sagan would show up, and the person working the table would be like, I need to see your license. Like, they wouldn't even know <laughs> who Peter Sagan was. Like, exactly. what is it? Like, we don't know. Like, like what is and, this UCI license? how would they? He's the road world. He's the reigning world champion on the road. There's and gonna... he's showing up to Wednesday night races in Utah for you know. no UCI points, for, no pri- for probably no prize money, for maybe 30 bucks. You oh, know my God. I mean? like, yeah. Oh, can you imagine? It's the week before the Olympics. This is his preparation. He is he. I know my answer, but is he the greatest road world champion we have ever had? Yeah. Oh, he has to be because oh, you think about it. He's already the Olympic <laughs> champion by showing up to a race in Utah. Yes. Just now, part of me wishes that he acts like every other guy that wins one of these weeknight races. Well, not not all of them do this, but when I was promoting races. Some of them had a tendency to do this, like, hey, where's my prize money? Like, what results did I get? Like, yeah. immediately after the race, like, dude, you just won by 25 minutes. Like, slow your roll. Like, we'll get you. No, I got to go. Like, you don't understand. Like, where are my results? Are the results up yet? Like, do you know who I am? And be like, dude, it doesn't matter. And they're like, oh, I'm going to bring my bike up to the podium because I just won. <laughs> oh, he probably did bring his bike to the podium, though, unfortunately. I, I mean, I don't know if there was a podium at this race, little guy. <laughs> yeah, now, we, Spencer, we, you and I are burying something here. Little guy, you did a mountain bike race this weekend as the only racer of the Slow Ride Podcast trio. How did it go? It went pretty well. I got 26 out of 40-some people. I nice. messed up the first lap pretty badly in the in the first kind of tech section and fell at the bottom of the rock garden, and then I messed up and had to dab a foot in the next rock garden so hmm. rewriting the course would have been really helpful you think uh, doing, maybe doing think... things at race speed the first time <laughs> now here you not. can just roll over stuff if you have bigger wheels uh well I've, i mean i got 2.3s <laughs> or something on there i don't know it's pretty big tires how many people uh, on the start line with you had 26 inch wheels i'm gonna guess i was probably the only one but i don't know well I can tell so, you guys that the guy I think, right in I think front the of me, proper way to answer that question, actually, little guy, was there were 20 guys behind me that didn't have 26-inch wheels. Yeah, there were results. a bunch of dudes behind me that probably had a whole bunch of suspension, <laughs> too. Um, there, was, anyway. there was a bunch of rigid bikes, but I'm pretty sure I was probably the only 26. Um, mm. the, it was kind of a great reintroduction to doing these longer weekend mountain bike races in that the race started... Um, I got one pedal stroke in, and the guy in front of me missed his pedal, and I ran into him. Yep. And then nice. I had to, I had to put a foot down. So when we got onto like the fire road leading to the climb, I was like dead last. Um, but when I did get to the climb, and you turned, you turned onto the climb in the first corner, I did uh, have somebody uh, mention something to me about climb corner. Which I don't exactly know what they said. Um, since <laughs> my mind's a little frazzled because immediately after that we climbed for like ten minutes. Um, but that was nice to know that I had there was a listener there. So um, thank you. Sorry, nice. I don't remember exactly what it was. So, but hey it was it was the Klein Corner. Um, I did totally sponsor the first corner of the race. So you were on the Klein. Uh, you noticed <laughs> in the corner, yeah. and somebody was like, "Dude, Klein Corner." They said something like things get a little hairier. It, it, it kind of all bunched up, and then uh, you know everybody was diving for that corner. 
trying to get on the climb first. Um, something about Klein Corner, which was pretty great. That amazing. made me giggle. Amazing. Um, but yeah, I started way too far back, and I screwed the first two laps up, and then I rode okay after that. But, so. I mean, it's a pretty good result, though. First race in a while. I'm, you texted me beforehand because you were um, – Texted me about, you know, as, as I was saying, we were, Sarah and I were looking at buying a house here in Orlando and things yeah. getting excited here. Um, I had just gotten back from a long group ride in which someone told me about ride etiquette. And I kind of looked at them and I wanted to say, do you not listen to the podcast? And then I realized that no one here really listens to the podcast. But then you actually were in a race and someone was like, hey, Klein Corner. And I was like, oh, man, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. You know, it was a weird thing. I wanted to ask you guys about this. This happened to me at a Buck Hill a couple weeks ago. And happened in this race. It's weird. People in mountain bike races ask to pass all the time. Hmm. And I and you guys know you've heard this in mountain bike races. Where someone's like on your left. But yeah. how do you guys feel when it's somebody that's in your category? Because I feel like telling them to go to hell. You know, I, like, I, I understand. I understand when it's like you know passing like le- you know like your different categories or wherever you're getting lapped. But when someone's just like. You're riding along. You're all in like a. You're in a pace line, basically, like right uphill, and someone's like on your left. It's like, um, you know, you know, you can go yeah. around me, but like you're gonna have to safely go around. I'm, I'm with you, little guy. I think the difference though is that if you're creating a gap, so I'm not very good on single track, as you guys uh, yeah. can guess. But mm-hmm. it's like when I'm riding and I'm in a group of like ten people, and I'm that. Let's say I'm in fifth wheel, and that gap between fourth and fifth is starting to open. I normally kind of wait till a spot where make it a little bit easier for one guy or two people can pass me because I actually end up going faster when I'm following someone. Now, yeah, if no, someone comes up behind that. me at the start and is like, hey, on your left, it's like, I was here first. Like, you should yeah, have had a better yeah. start. Yeah, there's, there's, there's part yeah. of it that's like, no, this is a race. And there's part of it that's like, am I actually competitive, <laughs> you know, with this person? Yeah. yeah. So th- I, I guess I'm, I'm conflicted because there was a point like in the race where I totally let somebody go hit the single track before me. Cause I knew they'd be faster and like, it didn't make sense for me to hold them up. Right. But I, I, it gets me when somebody asks because it feels like, you know, you should have thought about that before we hit the single track, but like we are in a bike race. Yeah. Well, like, there's, there's, I that. don't have to announce before the single track that I'm going to be slow. Like it, d- you know it depends I mean? too. Like if you're trying to race into that corner, into the single track and, and you win and then they're like, dude, get out of my way. It's like, no, yeah, you lost, no. you lost that race. But I mean, there's also like, they could just pass you, you know, like yeah. on the single track, they can elbow through. So I feel like, you know, being like, Hey, can I get by? Maybe it's not necessarily like a you're too slow. Like it's like a oh let me be on the front for a while. You know, like it could be a work together kind of situation. Yeah, it could be. It, you're, it could be. Right. It, it, it's I, really I, situational, is what it's I'm very to say. situational, and I, I feel really weird about it. And I had a few like I had someone at Buck Hill. Uh, I left a little bit of a gap on the climb, and they mm-hmm. asked to pass. And I was actually just it was a steeper section, so I was just kind of pacing myself. And I was like no, <laughs> and then I dropped him. Yeah. And I was like, "What? What the hell? You know, like what?" Yeah. But like somebody, somebody got mad at me for going slow in the single track on, at the race yesterday, and they're right. I was slower than them, but like, I was also faster in the field before that, and they were fine following me then. So like, they should have just yeah. got around me, is what I felt. Well, but it, yeah, it, it feels I, weird. I, it's very mountain bike specific. It's not that's... something that happens on the road in the same way. Well, yeah, and you touched on part of it. Is like, I think maybe mountain bikers. I don't want to. I don't want to paint broad with broad brushstrokes here, but no, let's do it. I don't. I don't out. know that they race as much or as. I don't want to say as aggressively, but I think strategically maybe not as good. Like they should know yeah. that X, you know, feature is coming up, and they need like where do they need to position themselves? You know, thirty yeah. seconds before that, a minute before that. Like you need to kind of plan that stuff out and be like, okay, I need to sprint this guy in the field. So I can get through this single track first, so I can totally. hit object A before they do. You know? Yeah, because if that was a cross race, same like say it's not as obviously it's not as crazy of a feature. But if it was a cross race and you were riding up to a, a section that was kind of tech with four people, right. everyone would fight for the front position. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or like not everybody, but someone might want to follow. But like that's not uncommon in a cross race that you're coming up to like a, a section with a bunch of turns and like maybe a little off camber thing. And there'll be like a sprint into it, and it's yeah. just it's par for the course. And in mountain biking, I feel like everyone's kind of like just cruising, and then at, when they get in it, they're like, "Hey, come on, you're slower!" And you're like, "What? 
we are in a bike race, dude. Like, yeah. we've got to think about stuff. Yeah. It's a weird, and I don't know how much of it's just called different culturally, and I feel like, am I just a total ass? Because I come from a road biking background, and, like, I'm a total dickhead because of it. Like, road biking's made me an asshole. That's possible but because, I yeah, like, that... I think we're all roadies here, so we might not have the best judgment on this. Yeah. But here's, I, the, I, like, here's the thing about these mountain bike races that I've noticed, right? So I tend to get lapped by the... So when I'm doing the races here, so like when the pros go off, they go off like three waves in front of me. And then so by the time they're going to start their fifth lap and I'm only racing four laps, I'm like halfway through my fourth lap, they come around to lap me with a variety of other people in my field. You know, a lot of times I know they're coming because they'll be like, hey, lead racers coming through. So obviously I get out of the way because they're in a different field and it's all right. Now, one time I did that and then there's a guy that's in my field that's like, following their wheel closely to then pass me and that was kind of like a little like that was lame but i've also been in these races where these top guys like ryan woodalls and other you know top level mountain bikers it's like i don't even need to get off the trail for them to pass me like they are so good at just getting around me that it's just like like they don't even notice it's just like i'm another tree standing still yeah they've already had to pass 55 other racers like yeah you get used to it if you're if you're in that lead group like you have yeah you have to pass a lot of people like i i wasn't even near the front and i had to pass people like a lot of people in other races so like i can only imagine what the leaders did you know it's like one of my favorite jokes on these mountain bike races is when you're in a big group and you're all waiting to get into that like single track section is just to yell out sport leader coming through like just yeah. like, hey sport 40 to 49 coming through get out of my way um yeah, i think that the group. people i have to deal with it the, the most and unfortunate are the uh um the women pros who tend to get started like third or fourth wave down like the women's pro one two so they're behind the clydesdale men and so they're passing them and then those dudes won't get out of the way yeah. For like the leaders yeah. of a completely different category, that's See, the that's, one that that's, that's lame. completely lame, and they won't get out of the way. And you're like, dude, you're getting just get out of the way. Like, I think nothing- it, in oh. my race, it was it like my field started, and then I think the women's elite started after us, and then they did comp. You know, like I yeah. think, and then like the Clydesdale. So thankfully, that I'm pretty sure they did the women's before those other categories. Yeah. I mean, I think it happens in comp level. It happens in sport level, Cat 3, Cat 2, if you're in the USA cycling races. Like, it's, yeah, there's no good way to do it. Like, the women always get started behind somebody. You know, the gaps aren't big enough. Or I don't know. I'm not a promoter of mountain bike races. I'm sure there's a lot of challenges. But the problem, really, is that why why are dudes at the back of whatever field they're in not only not letting people pass from other fields, but just being douchey about it. Like, yeah. I hear, I got my ear to the ground, you guys. I don't even have my ear to the ground. And I hear a lot of stories from the women's field of just uh. being like, wow, these guys are assholes. And that sucks. Like, I want to, I want everybody to have a good time at a bike race. You and- know what the sol- I, we got the solution here, Spencer. It's being found in Brazil right now. It's burned down the entire course so that it's actually a double track course all the way around, and there's no trees in the way, so that you can constantly have an A and B line everywhere you need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure this. You, have you guys seen this course, the Olympic course? Or I like, mean, have you seen I, the preview. I, I've, I've seen. seen I've seen I've pictures seen the, of it on fire. Pictures well, know, of smoke I, billowing out. Yeah, that's well, all I've seen. Pre-fire, like I watched. There's a pretty sweet on bike camera preview okay somebody doing a lap like at one of the at a race that was there and it's insane it is nuts it 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 was so more tech than anything i've ever really tried to ride and this just watching it on the camera i there was pictures of some of the features and then just from the on bike camera i couldn't tell when he hit all these features and i had to go back and figure it out i was like oh that part there where he just got launched in the air that's where that weird gap was that i'd been looking for the whole time because he just jumped over the thing <laughs> and this was you know it's like this guy was like mid packing it and he was just like just like doing like 10 foot it was just nuts it was <laughs> it was nuts anyway so the Olympics are coming to an end. We got the Volta starting up. You can go on our Twitter account. You can find the um, the log code for our Velo Games League. Um, once again, we'd like to thank all of the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. 
Go to WideAnglePodium.com to learn out to learn more about how you can become a uh, partner with us um, mm-hmm. and all of the shows. Um, the Consummate Athlete is a great new podcast that we've added on to the network. There are a few more that are coming on. Um, I did listen to an episode uh, of the episode of the uh, the new podcast. Very excited about that. Um, mm-hmm. We are continuing to grow. The network, and we do uh, depend on support from you to pay exorbitant amount of money that it costs to host uh, Podcast Network. I guarantee we're not uh, making rich money off this. We're just trying not to. We're trying to make mortgage payments um, rather than, uh, you know, just donating money to a black hole that is a podcast. We'd also like <laughs> to thank Ixnay for their support. Yep. Um, yep. And all of the supporters that have already signed up, if you want to become a supporter, get your Narweasel's postcard entered into a drawing. Free water bottles. We've got great new wide-angle podium gear. There's talk of a wide-angle podium kit coming on board. You can always find out uh, at Twitter at wide-angle podium. And then also at the Slow Ride Pod. Crosshairs um, is on there at CX uh, Hairs. Lots of great stuff. Twitter was lighting up this week. Too much to read, but you can always uh, get through it. And guys, starting at the vault of this year, hi Marzu Beldia, back at it. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, I saw that. That's amazing. Um, it be on your Vela Games team, I'm sure, Tim. Oh, you know it. <laughs> All right, sweet. Spencer, uh, you have to thank me later for that. I just locked him down on one pick. That won't get him any points. Yeah, I know. That was beautiful. <laughs> he's, he's on record now. So, um, man, you know, guys, who I'm always bummed kind of watching the Volta. I'm always a little bummed. I never got to see George Hincapie in the Volta. Well, you know, I don't know if he ever wrote it or if he just did, but I never uh, actually got to like watch any. I Volta feel like, yeah, I feel like uh, I don't he should have been the GC leader one year. Yeah, I yeah. don't know that he could, he ever wrote it, um, but you know, based on his mountaintop performances in the tour, you know, I think he really could have been a, a solid GC guy there. Oh, he definitely could have been solid yeah. GC, but yeah. um, just so, a thought. It's a little something I thought of. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for bringing that up. It's a good memory. Oh, gorgeous George. Oh, so, uh, Tim, you should probably tell people to like leave us reviews on iTunes and stuff because we haven't had any of those for a little while. Yeah, go to iTunes, look up the Slow Ride Pod, leave a review. We'll read it in full. Please make it a five star. And also, <laughs> review rate with five stars if you don't want to leave a review. Email us all of your questions, the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. We love reading them on the air. Tell us what you think of the um, podcast. Um, get involved on Twitter with our conversation. We're also on uh, Facebook. And most of all, wave at all of your fellow cyclists that you see out there on the road yep. because that is proper etiquette. That is the proper etiquette of a bike ride. And that's what we're trying to get across, is that we're all in this very small community. The least we can do is say hello to the person next to us coming across. Now, if it's a giant group, one quick little wave will do. You know? it's mm-hmm. I've seen pros stop on the side of the road to wave and help someone fix a flat tire more than I've seen the Cat 3 going out to do his intervals, so maybe he won't get dropped in the local park crit. But that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, Indeed. priorities. All right, and I with guess- that, we... Bid you adieu. I know. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.